You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, you're listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. My name is Mick, and you're about to listen in on my conversation with Armando Perez, the creative mind behind Chicago's own SO Afrojam Funky. Let's listen in. Prior to the pandemic, I was crazy busy. I was like doing like a Wednesday rehearsal working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, some Sundays. Some of those weekend days were like double gigs. And then Monday was like my weekend. Monday was like the night me and the wife go out, you know. And then Tuesday's like, all right, let me plan what we're going to rehearse for the next week. (laughs) You know, so uh, I was running, uh, you know, a few bands, sort of like an entertainment enterprise, uh, Sound Events Chicago. And so I do like uh, not only the see the original brand band, you know, uh, ESO, that band is sort of the original music festival band. But then I have like quartets that do restaurant clients or hotel tell clients and, and then the DJ aspect of music, which can do weddings or bars, clubs. So, you know, I had my hands and that's you know, really the only way to get ahead in music is to sort of be, have your hand in all these different opportunities, hence the whole sonic octopus moniker. It's the, the symbolism of like having your hand everywhere, you know, having, having all these talents that you're trying to shuffle or juggle to stay up and get ahead and save money and do what you love, but, you know, also earn and save you know you can't just do paycheck to paycheck i I know a lot of musicians that sort of it's it's rough because they only have that one avenue and so you really have to sort of diversify your portfolio so to speak you know and invest in yourself in in various areas of your passion your interest so what kind of work are you doing with these other bands are you like managing them are you like a member of the band it started as a player more than anything and then sort of uh i'm a very social person i'm like a social butterfly type so booking i would always book the band and more opportunities would continue to come up my niche is latin music so um you know it grew from there and i was able to form a group called hugo de mango with a good friend of mine juan lugo and so we were doing a lot of the mexican restaurants and um that sort of opportunity so there was a lot of Mexican restaurant options where we were starting to play, you know, the Fridays or the Saturdays. And then more opportunities came from that because their guests would see us and come up and say, hey, we, we'd we like to hire you to play our personal party or our anniversary or our wedding. And that was kind of how it started. And so it grew out of that. I had been DJing since I was a teenager, dabbling in it. But with the advent of computer, you know, you don't have to carry records or CD collections with you everywhere. It just became so much easier to then DJ and be more creative with loops and stuff like that. And so little by little, you know, the the opportunities kept coming. I said, you know, I'm going to have to make a website. So next thing you know, you know, I'm, I'm just getting inquiries, but I started to book for my friends around me. I never got to the level where I was like just at home, just sitting and then just booking people. I was always involved in the bands. Where does Esso fall? How does that fit in? (laughs) Yeah, how does it fit into all the projects that you're involved with? So you have to imagine um, doing so much music, you know, you yearn to do something original, especially when you're, you know, you're doing, um, uh, you know, restaurant gigs or club gigs. You're doing a lot of known music. 
popular music, things that are uh, that can resonate with the crowd that is sort of taking you in as ambiance. So Esso, I've been playing in bands all my life in high school. You know, I started punk band, you know, rock bands, you know, iterations of like experimenting in reggae, cumbia and um, hip hop. You know, the more people you play with, the more influences you're surrounded with. So Esso um, started when I was uh, I was working Lollapalooza one of the beer tents. And I was hoping to, you know, start sort of like a jam band that had sort of Afrobeat and Latin at its at its heart. And I ran into an old saxophone player buddy of mine, Kevin Miller, who I hadn't seen in, in a few years because I'd moved out to San Francisco. And then I came back and I was working with Juan Lugo and Hulu Mongo and a couple other band projects around town that I was trying to see what would work. But uh, after running into Kevin and starting to jam, we started to do a third Thursday night residency at Underground Wonder Bar. And again, this is for the creative output, just for the love of it, just to see how far we could take it, how big the band could be, how big the sound can get, how close to like what we imagined would be the most fun gig. And so a lot of that times you get to really work on your chemistry when you have a residency. We, you know, we were there every week and we, you know, invited all our buddies, you know, anyone who would come out. And eventually, you know, we started getting asked to do festival stages. And then people saw us there. And then we got the attention of like other bookers and like tastemakers who then invited us to do opening slots for like like Grammy winning bands, like uh, international Grammy winning bands. And so Esso Afro Jam Funk Beat or Esso for short really took off for us because we were in that niche realm, just having fun with it and being very exploratory with the music. The styles in itself and themselves, cumbia and salsa are like the two main brackets of Latin music because cumbia is like the Latin reggae. And then salsa in its last iteration is reggaeton. Salsa and reggaeton rhythms, you wouldn't you wouldn't hear it, just any listener wouldn't couple those two together, but they're the same thing. It's interesting to hear you describe cumbia and uh these Afro-Cuban rhythms is music that is of the moment because I wanted to ask you about that because it does seem like these like these sounds are very uh, resurgent right now, especially in pop music, especially in R&B and even in some indie rock. Especially with cumbia and salsa and with reggaeton like taking over. I think it, it's a matter of identity. It's a matter of identifying and giving credit to um, what came before and what influenced I think the younger crowd sees how incredibly dope that music is and then just being turned on to it changes their outlook on music. I also think that the club culture, the youth culture and the party culture is really defining what is hot. You know what I mean? And I don't want to say it's a trend because again, these music, this music was hot. It has been hot. It just wasn't on the surface. These are things that are coming to the forefront because they've stood the test of time and they move, man. You know, the rhythm is undeniable. If you put a, a, a any, if you play any of these rhythms, whether on record or the live band playing or whatever, and you have a crowd of people, <laughs> it's undeniable. They're going to move because it's, it's tribal, ancient. These rhythms, they date back to African origins, man. It's where we come from. I got to tell you, I believe that that's why it's something that does not leave the conversation. And for those that find it to be a new thing, they're discovering something that maybe they were not exposed to. And that's all right. I think that the conversation is where it's at. I think that turning people on to these things, it's where it's at. (laughs) 
who are some of the players on this album? Our players have basically rotated since the beginning of um, what SO is. So, I mean, on this album, we've got 25 different players. Because we were going through kind of a crazy pandemic time, it was kind of hard to coordinate. And so the record took a long time to make. But these players, a lot of which form the basis of SO, like Diana Mosqueda on vocals and Kevin Miller on saxophone and Dan Lieber on drums and um, Ezra Lang on bass, like those are like the core. But everybody else on this record is like family. We've we've done gigs with them. We've done studio time with them. We've shared stages in, in so many different ways. Uh, we're always uh, encouraging each other at our festival performances, showing up for each other. And I, I felt like this was a great way to sort of um, honor that process and our community. Um, we've got uh, some guests from other bands like Suena Latin Jazz. The whole band actually plays on two songs completely. We've got uh, Renee Limus from Los Vicios de Papa, which is one of the, the original ska cumbia bands from Chicago that opened the doors for, for a lot of what is considered the Latinx community. We've got Emil Rojo from Seres de Luz, and he's been making music, folkloric music, for so long with his pop uh, representing Chicago. And uh, he does uh, Tierra Roja and Fandanguero even before that. Puerco Pizzotto on percussion, who now lives in Mexico, was able to contribute via the internet. And uh, we miss him. He went on tour with the band nationally a couple times between 2016 and 2018. And we've got Aaron Fader from Alma Afrobeat Ensemble, who is actually stationed in Barcelona. And when he comes to town, he plays gigs with us. And, you know, he goes into the studio with us. And we got Matthew Davis from Lowdown Brass Band. And they're about to embark on a crazy tour. But um, he's like a stalwart on stage with us doing trombone and bonsuri flute and keyboards and vocals. And we got Lester Ray, who's um, like a soul crooner, making a very strong impact on the local scene. And he's toward a bunch i mean i could keep going i mean there are so many people do you have any uh any final shout outs or any final thoughts you want to leave our listeners with honestly uh i have to give a shout out to everybody who's not only listening but participates and supports uh, local music anybody that's encouraging the youth to follow music and or their passions it's this is more of a general shout out because the last year that we lived uh, i saw a lot of of difficulty difficult times physical health mental health and everybody out there needs encouragement or checkup. I, w- I just want to say, hey, y'all, thanks for listening and call someone you love and let them know that you're thinking about them and that they matter and that they're important. Of course, uh, be good family. And I'll also take this opportunity to thank everyone on the record and um, everyone that essentially plays a role in, in making live music happen and plays a role in appreciating live or recorded music. And that's the reason we're here on this podcast, recording, interview, and the reason we listen to radio. And man, I, I can't stop. I, I got to tell you, I, 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 I could say thank you all day, just repeatedly. I have so much admiration and love in my heart for everybody that's, that's making the time, you know, to, uh, to, to love themselves and everyone around them. And taking the time to lose themselves in music for a while. I have to say that's probably one of the more complete shout outs I've had in an interview. <laughs> Thank you for your time today, Armando. This has been Nick with Chirp Radio, speaking with Armando Perez of SO Afro Jam Funk Feed. Thanks again for your time today. No worries. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely love it. Thank you. 
This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.